Got a pocket full of condoms Out of the systems yeah. Got drugs on the island I'm counting in the kitchen Feel like I see better When I really can see Shawty, hungrier than ever But I still can't eat Little veggies pull me up Drugs on my rider I smoke too much Can't go much higher Guess that depends Drunk gas on fire Over, over again Don't turn me up I can't go quiet on Torias I'm big with the vibe Can't open up But I can't go higher Over, over again yeah. Sleep well Let me get my rest You know I never can Replaying all in my head Over, over Gambler details I'd rather spare You know I got no room left in my big, my big old head He's back Oh yeah, he's back After the, uh, the week hiatus there I'm back in the saddle, ready to rock My apologies to all those, uh who really missed out on last week. Wow, I'm sure everybody was just super, super pumped and excited waiting for that new episode to drop. And I uh, just left you hanging. A little cliffhanger. To be honest, I was sick. And we'll get there. Don't worry. I'll feed you baby birds. We will get there. I, uh, a lot to, lot to digest this week. A lot to get through. We're basically condensing the last two weeks into 30 minutes. I say that every time. I'm going to keep it to 30 minutes. Here we go. We're going to dive right in. Um, where do I want to start? I got so many notes I can uh, I can, I can can roll through. I won't even talk about my Air Force trips because they're meh, They're lame. They're lame. We, we just drop people off to where they need to go. A bunch of medical people. They're good. I think, I think they all survived. Uh, we got them to where they needed to be. Everybody was probably grumpy because they're on the plane for like 13 hours. I will say this. We had 20-some-odd patients that we moved on, uh, was it Friday, Saturday, last week or something like that, from the East Coast all throughout the uh, you know northern part of the East Coast and like the D.C. area, which is like Central East Coast, let's be honest, and then moved them south and then worked our way towards the Midwest region of the country, a.k.a. Kansas, why would you? And then went straight south to San Antonio, and it ended up being uh, probably a 15, 16-hour day. Oh, it was a rough one. The flying wasn't too bad. Just a long time for uh, old bare bones here to sit in the old saddle. Those chairs are so uncomfortable in our plane. You guys think we're riding in luxury? Not a chance. Those things are awful. But anyway, um, of like the 20-some-odd patients we moved, about 18 of them seemed to go to San Antonio, which was the last stop. So they got to ride on board with us for all 13 hours, and I guarantee I had a more comfortable seat than what they had in the back. They had a net. They could sit in a red net. So I apologize to anybody who has to fly C-130 Airlines. It's uh, It can be miserable. But, uh, you know, that's your fault for getting tagged on it. What can I say? I didn't. I didn't choose you. Let's see. Uh, Super Bowl. Let's start there. Everyone's already starting to move past the Super Bowl, right? It's been two weeks. That's old news. Yeah. Well, suck it up. I had. Who did I pick? It was a 33-27 score prediction, and I had the Bengals. 
So I was close. Not only did I not get the team correct, who actually won. Who who did win? It was the Bengals, and uh, that's how... Dude, it, it was like two weeks ago, and it feels like two months ago already. The Bengals, and uh, I know people are probably yelling at the thing. Holy smokes. The Rams. Jesus. They played the Rams. I swear I'm losing brain cells by the day. Maybe the hour. Yikes. Sean McVay and the Rams. I didn't think he had it in him. I'll be honest. I'm glad Stafford got it. You know, Matt, uh, what do they call him? Frat Stafford. They kept on posting that picture of him back in college looking like a, like he was fratastic. Yeah, he, he deserves the Super Bowl after anyone who deals with the, the Detroit Lions for over a decade and has to be their quarterback, they should automatically be given a Super Bowl ring. Just that should be the participation trophy of the NFL. You get a ring. Call on Oprah. But uh, congratulations to Stafford. Joe Burrow, Mr. Cool, went still went out on top. He may have lost, but he didn't go out like a loser. He played through the, uh, what they're saying he had a sprained MCL. And, uh, they, shoot, they were pretty close to making that comeback. Could you imagine if he would have led them down the field? And for those who saw, Jamar Chase, had he had time, Jamar Chase broke open from shit-talking Jalen Ramsey. Oh, that would have been epic. I can't stand in the NFL watching defensive players constantly run their mouth for being average. Jalen Ramsey is average. The only reason that he gets this, he gets put on this, uh, you know, this pedestal is because he uh, he's notorious for running his mouth. And he wants the best guy. He didn't do that great. Look at the stats. Speaks for themselves. The stats will speak for themselves. He did his job okay, right? He got burnt a couple times. The most, the most ironic, and probably uh, what's the right word? Ah, kid, I'm drawing blanks today. Uh, look at that. It's a couple minutes in, already drawing blanks. Basically, when T. Higgins grabbed him by the face mask, oh, karma. That's what I'm thinking of. Jesus. Yeah, the most karma play of the entire NFL season was Jalen Ramsey getting his. His face mask grabbed and pulled so that he couldn't play defense. T. Higgins goes up, snatches it. Ramsey looks like he just gets beat. The only the only way you're going to catch that is if uh, if you saw it on replay. If you watch it live, it doesn't look like he got his face mask, uh, face mask pulled at all. So what can I say? I love it. I can't stand when defensive backs run their mouth. Same with Really, it goes for any position. You lay a uh, a solid fucking hit on somebody. You hit stick them Madden style, like a linebacker who comes up the gut. Uh, remember Jadavion Clowney back when he was good, and he played at South Carolina, and he busted up the gut and just laid the Michigan running back out. If you're a football fan, especially college football playing, you know what you know what play I'm talking about. That's a time that sure, as the young kids say, you can flex. That is a perfect time to flex and run your mouth and, uh, you know, get your team hyped up. But to just play defense, the thing is about when when cornerbacks, back in the day, if you grabbed them, 
that was called pass interference. Now you're expected to grab the wide receiver, and it, they have to somehow get out of your uh, your defensive hold. And I don't know at, at what point it becomes holding. Every single plate, though, they're grabbing jersey. They're getting handsy. So t- put me in, coach. If that's all you got to do, I'll just grab them enough that they, uh, that they can't blow by me. Why not? We'll keep it moving, though. Uh, I, I really, really hope, and I, I'm confident in this pick, Joe Burrow comes back next year, has another outstanding season, and the Bengals make the AFC championship game. I'm not going to say Super Bowl. I'm not that bold. But uh, I think they got a lot of good things moving in Cincinnati. If they can just get an offensive line and a defense. They got a young running game. Joe Burrow, obviously, just the leader of that team. Pretty solid defense that they've built, right? They got some good young wide receivers on the outside. Yeah, just sure up the offensive line. The most sacked QB in the NFL made it to the Super Bowl. That's, I think that was the first time ever. But it was. It was a good game. You love to see it. You hate when the NFL, uh, the whole season, you it, it builds up to that Super Bowl, and if it's a blowout, it's not a good look, right? Maybe it's rigged, but we did see a good game. Can't complain. I lost 50 bucks on the on a Super Bowl bet. I chose the Bengals. I pulled a Jalen Ramsey. I was talking shit myself, and uh, karma smacked me in the face. I almost... When the Bengals were winning with a, with a few minutes left, I almost texted my buddy who I, I made the bet with talking shit. I was like, ah, it's too soon. Too soon. Sure up the dub, and then we run our mouth for the next week. You know? Because then he's got nothing to defend. Of course, sure enough, Stafford led that drive down the field. And you can debate the pass interference calls. Hell of a drive late in the game. Right, they had to make plays, and they did, and it cost me. It cost me dearly. We'll talk Super Bowls, or not, not Super Bowls, the commercials. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, it's been two weeks. I don't remember any of the commercials except for one, and that was the the one with I think it was a Coinbase commercial, which was genius. It was a genius commercial. I think they had the QR code. Hopefully nobody actually scanned the QR code. You probably got a virus to your phone. But that little block just kept on bouncing around the TV, right? Just ingenious move for a commercial. So simplistic. It's attention grabbing. And everyone knew what was coming. Everyone knew that that, uh, that, that cube was going to keep bouncing around until it perfectly hit the corner. And, I mean, everybody was just locked in. It got close a couple times, but you could tell. You can tell when it's getting close, but not quite. And then you start you start looking like two or three moves ahead, right? You're like, it's going to bounce here, here, here. Yep, it's all right, here we go, here we go. And then you're off by, like, inches, not even close. And I think all they did was they had the QR code, and then right at the end, it just said Coinbase. I, I don't know how... How has nobody thought of that? It was because I think of the uh, the Office episode. It's one of the first. Uh, it's one of the intros. It lasts like at least thirty seconds. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, 
Michael is giving some ridiculous speech on some ideas that he's come up with. And everybody from the you know the rest of the office is standing there watching this cube as the the screen has gone into its screensaver mode and they're just waiting for it to perfectly hit in the corner and finally when it does they all cheer and he thinks that they're cheering his idea that's what it brought me back to but for those who had never seen that I'm sure they were thrilled and also trying to figure out what was going on just an ingenious commercial by Coinbase I I mean how much did they pay for that Probably $5 million because that thing lasted at least at least 30 seconds, potentially a minute. That ain't cheap. The amount of money, they probably used a bunch of Bitcoin to pay for it. I'm sure they uh, they paid a hefty, hefty price for that commercial, but well worth it. Hey, because I remember it two weeks, uh, two weeks later, and I actually jotted some. I tried to take notes on some of the commercials, but that's how bad they were that none of them stood out to me. There was a few that were just fucking stupid. I I really want to know who approves the commercials. Like, if you are in the marketing department at your company and you see the commercial and you give like, some of them, if you gave a thumbs up to them, get fired. What are you doing? You have no place... At your company, if you're going to let that shit air. Especially during the Super Bowl. The other one I remember was the rocket mortgage with the, the dollhouse and the little kids. And Just, come on, let's talk about some real stuff in the market. Interest rates. Inflation. Home values are skyrocketing. They're going to plummet here. Who knows when? I'm sure they will at some point, right? You can't just trend up to the moon forever like Elon Musk. I don't know, I just, I hated that commercial. They tried to simplify it down to dolls and Barbies and little Ken dolls and kids. It's not that simple. If it was that simple, go teach it to the elementary school. They don't even teach us that stuff in middle school or high school. And now all of a sudden you got little, dude, leave the kids out of it. Just leave the kids out of it. Why you got to put them in a rocket mortgage commercial? That was ridiculous. Oh, uh, let's see. Frontier and Spirit plan to merge. So the shitty get shittier. Why Why would those companies ever think that that's a good idea? I saw it when I saw the news that Frontier and Spirit were planning to merge. I think it's going to happen in, I think, this year. This fall? Question mark? Maybe early uh, 2023. Why? Who with those companies... Was like, you know what? Who, you know who we should really, really merge with? Frontier. You know, all right? We'll say we're with Frontier. We already offer terrible prices for the quality of service that you're gonna get. We're cheap as shit because we're gonna give you shit service. You're gonna have no leg room. You're gonna step on our plane and instantly, <laughs> sorry, instantly regret buying this ticket. We're going to charge you for every little piece of baggage that you you bring on this plane. They charge like $25 for a carry-on. So after you buy your ticket, by the time you pay your baggage fees, if you're not flying military, knock on wood, I get to do that, then uh, you really got no incentive. 
just pay for the American or Southwest Delta, whatever your uh, your brand of choice is. But if you're with Frontier, you're just thinking like, man, how could we really expand our business? Why don't we merge with another company who's potentially even shittier than we are? That'll really bring us out of the sewer. I don't know how much uh, how much terrible could those companies get. I'm sure they make millions. I mean, people just want to fly for free, essentially, right? As ch- as dirt cheap as possible. I'll only fly those those companies if it's uh basically a nonstop flight, and obviously if it's much much cheaper than the other companies, because by the time that you you know that those companies are more than likely, they usually face serious delays. They don't have as many airline uh, airliners that are going to be flying that day to as many hubs. So if you run into delays or you have a connecting flight and it's not nonstop, you just you're asking for problems. And then their customer service is subpar. So let's combine them. Let's combine them and see what happens. Let's make. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. What would they name themselves? Huh. I'll have to think about that over the next week. Frontier and Spirit merge. It wouldn't be I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the the first letter of Frontier and put it on Spirit so it's fear it or Yeah, I'm not how do you say Frontier with a with an S? I'm not gonna do one of those. I'll think of a really good name. That'll be on my to-do list. What else? Moving right down the list. We're at 18 minutes. Fuck, I gotta go faster. Go fast, go fast. Ricky Bobby. Uh, I read... So I, I subscribed to this thing in the morning called Morning Brew, and basically it has a little poop emoji. I, That's not true. It has a coffee emoji. That's what it is. It just had a bunch of shit emojis, poop emojis recently because... uh. I guess Charmin did something on 2-22-22, which was today. Oh, I didn't say that at the beginning. It's Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. Yes, I was supposed to do this Sunday like normal. I didn't show up. I missed my own appointment, and then I was going to do it yesterday. Well, I got back from Austin, and I was, I was exhausted, zonked wanted to zonk out quick and I was flying today so I couldn't uh, I couldn't stay up late I couldn't take any uh, caffeine to really get me catch that second wind it was a no bueno no go no go on the caffeine there had to call it a night turn it in early and by early I mean like 11 p.m. anyway uh subscribe to this thing morning brew if you don't I do recommend it. They're not going to pay me to advertise for them, but I'll, but I'll advertise. It's like a quick five-minute read. Gives you all the, the big headlines from the previous day or what's going on in the world. And it kind of just keeps me up to speed so I don't have to get my news from social media. And by social media, I mean like Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. You know, this is like actual, it's an actual news source. Just quick little blurbs half a paragraph because as I've talked about I can I barely know how to read I struggle with it so you give me small little paragraphs I can do that 
as soon as it starts going into detail, they have like links you can follow if you want more of an uh, expanded article. I never click on them. Why waste my time? I can get all the news I want, and I'll just make a quick judgment off of two sentences. My notes are so freaking out of order. What was my... Oh, in that, it talked about the real estate market numbers. Let me see if I can find them. Bear with me real quick. It's uh, it's going to be good. I have all these pictures. I have a picture of my vaccination card. They needed that in D.C. Get this. They wouldn't let us into a restaurant, any of the restaurants, down uh, downtown in D.C. Is, a, is the mayor. By his, I guess, we give one person so much power in Washington, D.C., whoever the mayor is. It's not Cuomo, right? He's the governor. I'm gonna sound. If you're into politics and you're listening to this, I know I'm gonna sound so stupid. That's fine. I have Cuomo problem with it. I don't know who the mayor is of D.C., but uh, a big f you. And here's why: I had my vaccination card on me, in my backpack, in the hotel. It was on me when I traveled. Just in case the Air Force Base didn't see it when we landed. After that, I'm wearing civilian clothes. I'm going to walk around. Because I came from Texas. Where we acknowledge COVID's a thing. But we also just look the other way. I saw a sign today on a gas station. that said, masks are optional. And I just was like, yes they are. They should be. It should be optional. Why am I? Anyway, in D.C., not only did you have to wear a mask, whether you're vaccinated or not, but you had to show a vaccination card. And nobody told me that before I went. And so, of course, I left my vaccination card in my hotel when we went to dinner. Granted, we only went like a couple blocks away from the hotel. But, you know, it's D.C. It's cold. It's it's nighttime. We'd been flying most of the day. Everybody was hungry. We'd get there, and they literally check your vaccination card at the door. Luckily, I was able to go back and find a text um, of my vaccination card that I sent to somebody else as proof. And then I screenshotted it and showed them at the door. And then not only do they not trust your vaccination card to be truthful, they think you're going to pull an Antonio Brown and fake it. So then you have to show ID, and then they match up your vaccination card to your ID. So at that point, you know, I've been standing there for probably two or three minutes, about two feet away from this person, showing them pictures and my ID. Good chance at at that time they had caught COVID if I had it. Um, Because I pulled my mask down to show them that I was who I looked like in my ID photo and who I also say I am on my vaccination card. If you're faking a vaccination card, I mean, at that point, let them into your restaurant, too. They're going through so much effort to spend dollar bills at your place of business. Why would you not want that repeat customer? You just, you know, let them know, hey, I know your vaccination card's a little phony. Next time, you know, tighten tighten it up around the edges. Laminate it or something. Make it look a little bit more official. But it wasn't like that at one or two places of business. It was like that throughout, uh, throughout all of downtown D.C. It's just... 
Ugh, I just did not like it. No me gusta. Not one. Yeah, I just didn't like it one bit. I thought it was. Uh, I thought we we're on the back end of all this COVID stuff. I thought we we're moving past it. How many? Not to go on this COVID rant, but holy shit, people! It's a virus. I don't know if I've said this on on the podcast before. It is a virus, right? Which means we can expect that a virus is going to replicate and change. That it's going to bounce from host to host. I think of Spider-Man. And I think of uh, Venom. That's the virus. (laughs) And it bounces from host to host. And it's going to mutate as much as it needs to so that the virus stays alive. And as it mutates, we're going to call it whatever different strand, whatever flavor of the month it is, right? The Omicron, Delta, just your standard, your OG 19. It's going to keep changing. And as it changes more and more, hopefully, it's going to have, obviously, a few different symptoms because now it's mutating in a way that it still affects us, but our bodies built up the immunity to it naturally or through a vaccination, right? The same way they do the flu and they give you the flu. So I've been told, I don't read, is normally a combination of four of the most prominent flu viruses that they expect for the year, plus or minus a few, right? The COVID stuff's going to be the same shit. Can we just expect that at, at this point? If I, I'm no scientist, but that's, that has to be talked about. If people think COVID's just magically going to go away, you're wrong. Just accept that it is some type of virus that's going to stay around just in different forms, but it, it's not going to be the same as it was two years ago. We've evolved. It's evolved. It's, I don't want to say dying off, but we've become more immune to it. Is there ever going to be herd immunity? No. No. It's the dumbest fucking thing to call it herd immunity if you think that we're ever going to reach herd immunity pull your head out from your ass please do we have herd immunity with the flu no we don't it's that simple when name something name anything that we have herd immunity to and since when are we a fucking herd? I didn't get that. I want to be a flock. I'm a peacock. Let me fly. Why Why a herd? I never un- understood that. Herd immunity. Anyway, that's my, co- that's my COVID rant. So thank you, DC, for putting me, uh, as the young bucks might say, on one. Because now I'm irritated. I'm irritated that I still got to wear a mask to work. You know what? We're we're a skim ahead. We're a skim ahead. Real quick, shout out to Fifty Cent for looking like a thick mofo at the Super Bowl. <laughs> I can't even get through that. He was so thick. Holy smokes! Almost in a good way though. I mean, it it looked like he was bulking through the winter. Didn't realize he was going to be on the Pepsi halftime show. Until like three weeks ago. And at that point it was just too late to cut. But he looked like he was. I don't know. 50 Cent does movies now. Maybe he was acting. Maybe he's getting ready for a role. Right? 
Mark Wahlberg's always getting in shape for stuff. The Rock is always working out for movies. Maybe 50 Cent had to put on a little little sum sum. For everybody making those little 75 cent, come on. Do better. I guarantee you, as much shit as he's getting, that man grabbed the rafters, right? There's video as, who was it above him? Dr. Dre and Snoop are doing their la-da-da-da-da. Snoop Dogg. As they're performing up top, 50 walks underneath, grabs up into the ceiling, right? The old raftus, hoists himself up and goes upside down. He did that. Nobody put him there. So if you're calling him fat or chubby or thick with two C's like I did, but I gave him the benefit of the D, then understand that he still hoisted himself up, and most people probably couldn't do that. The same people talking shit couldn't hoist themselves up on a pull-up bar and then put their uh, their legs around it, go upside down, and still uh, and still perform. I don't want, I don't want to say that it takes a lot of talent, but uh, you know, 50's back. <laughs> it was a good halftime show. I will say that. I will say that. Um, if I had to rate it, I would give it a seven. What's my scale out of? I don't know. You be the judge. I'm giving it a seven. Seven out of ten. There. Now I'm the judge. I thought it was I thought it was good. They always try to go over the top. I didn't understand the transition to Kendrick Lamar and then and then back. And then the fact that Kendrick Lamar was nowhere to be found at the end. Um, who was it? Mary J. Blige started singing that slow song. And I was like, ah. Good vibes only, Mary. Good vibes only. And uh, I don't know that song. I'm sure that all the, the 40, 50-year-old women knew it. I had no idea what she was singing. But between Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent. You can get rid of Mary J. Blige. That's not sexist. I just don't know her music. Kendrick Lamar was all right. That's who it was, right? Yeah. Seven out of ten. I just think there was so much. Uh, there's so much hype there. I wish they would have gone for longer. I think they could have. I would like to say this too. The same people that I know were dancing. And trying to rap and singing in their in their living rooms to this halftime show with Dr. Dre and Snoop and Eminem, right? Have you listened to some of their lyrics from back in the day? I mean, it's culture. That's for sure. I listened to it. I, I grew up on half their stuff. Love listening to that type of music. But holy smokes. You actually tune in and you listen to the lyrics. It's funny because I, I imagine I've seen the videos of the same Karens that get mad about somebody's Twitter account from five or ten years ago had no problem with these musical artists getting up on stage and rapping. Uh, I mean, they did all the, all the classic songs, right? Obviously, they didn't swear. They didn't say uh, the N-word. They bleeped that out. 
So it was it was PG to the most that they could make it for the Super Bowl. Um, most people who know their music knew what the actual lyrics were. They were probably a little disappointed or yelled them in their living room. But, you know, there's kids watching. There's kids watching. But my point is, the same Karens, they get mad about being PC and uh, want to go to social media first thing and people are getting fired left and right for saying something that's just not politically correct or they think it's out, out of line. They don't agree with it. If you don't agree with us, then you can't say anything, right? We're silencing people, this cancel culture. How fucking ironic was it that then you had these, oh man, I, I would call them probably, I would say leaders of their musical generation. There's probably a better tag to that. But y'all know what I mean, right? They were the front runners of a new industry outside of Biggie and Tupac and some of the, the early 90s. These guys took that and they ran with it into the 2000s. Obviously, you got tons of records, tons of albums and labels. I went back and listened to a song with Snoop and Dr. Dre, uh, Nate Dogg, and Eminem. And I won't even say what the lyrics discuss. That's not true. I will a little bit. I will just say this. The title of the song is Bitch Please Number Two. That's all I should have to say. That's who performed the halftime show at the Super Bowl. The same artist who have a song called Bitch Please. And at one point, they say something along the lines of... You know what? I'm not even going to say it. It's something about get down on your knees. And it's disrespectful towards women. I, I don't... I mean, I listen to the song, so... Who am I to judge? The whole the whole point of this is that you don't even have to go back to their Twitter account. You could just go back to their songs from 10, 20 years ago. And I'm I'm just it's funny to me that the NFL wants to act so progressive with the end racism and they put all these decals on the helmets and they do the pink for breast cancer and they got female coaches and female referees and all this, all this political driven nonsense. I shouldn't, it's not all nonsense, but it's, they're being political about it, right? They're clearly being political about it. There's no way anyone can, can argue that. Whatever side of the fence you're on, they're definitely, they have an agenda to push. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to the halftime show, suddenly everybody just gets a freaking pass. Let's bring up the artists. And like I said, I love these artists, so I'm not trying to bash them, that have talked about guns, violence, drugs, disrespecting women. I mean, curse word after curse word. I'm all about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about that music because I think it's a it's a vibe and it's a beat. Um, you know, and I'm white, so I can't really keep up with the lyrics. But 
But I just felt like it was the most ironic thing. All this progress, and then we're bringing up people from the 2000s who are saying the exact opposite of what the NFL is pushing. And nobody batted an eye. Nobody batted an eye. Everybody fucking loved it, including myself. But I just want to point that out. So if you're one of those Karens, and you're at home and you're asking yourself, am I that Karen? You are. I will remind you of that. You are that Karen. And next time that you are thinking of going to somebody's Twitter account or their YouTube page or any sort of social media to jump down their throat of something that they may or may not have said five or ten years ago, like when people got mad at Kevin Hart for making a joke 